I would imagine there's a fear behind it, embarrassment, the inability to, or even just the physicians are saying like, you need this. I saw an interesting post. One of the guys I follow online, he posted some meme and it was like, if a doctor prescribes you medicine before asking about your sleep, nutrition, fitness, your work habits, then he's not a doctor, he's a drug dealer. Welcome to the Hidden Summit Podcast. My name is Kevin Valance and I will be your host. On this podcast, we're going to talk about fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and everything in between. If you find anything valuable in this episode, the only thing I'm ever going to ask you to do is subscribe so you can keep coming back and elevate your life to become better every single day. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Glad you are here. We've got another episode for you guys today, and I am joined by a good long-term great friend, actually, Mr. Jared Stein. So Jared, welcome to the Hidden Summit Podcast. How are we doing? Good. Thanks for having me. This is great to be here. This is a, it's a great thing you guys are doing. Yeah, you've, been, you've seen it through from the birth of it all, and everybody listening understands where we came from, but it, having your support along the way has been awesome. For everybody who doesn't know, Jared and I worked together for a long time, and you basically snagged me up after we took a CrossFit class together and you were like, right. Hey, you want to work with me? I'm like, I'm opening yeah. up my own gym. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> the first day we worked out together at Ace River, you put me in the pain cave and anything went really just like on the last trip, the L train. And I was just like, hey, I got something. You want to come join me? Yeah. <laughs> Those were back in the days where I was like too stupid to know how to pace. And everybody was just like, how fast and hard can we go at, at every workout? And that was a cool time because I went in and I found a Groupon for that gym. And they were like, hey, you need to do foundations. And I was like, I don't need to do foundations. I know everything. Actually, funny story. I went in and I told Eric, I was like, hey, like, my name's Kevin. I've never done this before, but I want to compete. And he laughed at me. And I was like, motherfucker, like, I'm trying to pay you here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Humbled in foundations, went through the program. And then I remember us taking those classes together. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, this guy has fit. Let's do more of this. And then that workout happened and the rest is history. So awesome. What time is it out there by you right now in Arizona? It is, it's just about 7.30. So I just got back from the gym, put my, did a little sprint workout, little GHD handstand pushup, medium deadlift, like five round sprint, and then pretty much wrapped it up. It takes me, I'm, we're 37. It, it takes me 30 minutes to warm up. Right. And that's without <laughs> touching a barbell or a weight. And uh, so after I got done with my mobility, I was like, all right, well, if I want to, get back in time. This needs to be a sub 10 minute workout. So let's hit the gas. Yeah, let's move. We have priorities nowadays. You can't take our time <laughs> doing right. a two hour workout every day. Um, right. Yeah, I know you had to come back, do your hair and all of that fun stuff. Um, are you are you working from home right now? Or do you have to go into the office? Today I'm home. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. like, I know where you work. And I just don't know technically what you do. What are you doing these days? <laughs> yeah, so I'm the vice president of projects at Savannah. So we're a wellness resort. Uh, world-class spa, um, excellent restaurants, wellness programs. So think meditation, yoga, but also fitness. So there's a ton of fitness classes, whether it's trampoline dance to hit classes to spin. We have it all. So we have a hundred and something programs every day and our guests are, are there to get well. And that's what we're trying to inspire a healthier, happier world. And that's our mission. And that's the kind of the course we've, we've been set on. And so what I do there is I run alongside the CEO and initiatives that he may not have time to tackle during the day. So I'm not so much on the operation side, more on the 
project management and um, analysis side. Awesome. And it sounds yeah. like a, a big juxtaposition in the sense of like the run and gun, let's build five gyms and six gyms in five years in New York, what we did compared to like wellness, meditation, collectiveness, retreat. That's awesome. And it's in Arizona. So like the pace from New York City to, to Arizona is slower. So yeah. things move at a different pace. And it's taken me, it, it was an adjustment period. It took me some time to realize that not everything needs to be done in that second. And we're just going to take our time and get it right as Dude, opposed to you know, building a plane while you're flying it yeah and i feel i'm in that fucking role every day and building this thing while flying it but there's a lot that you've shown me through this transition and one of the things that you said and it was on a different topic of like relationships right but it, it carries through where it's and you don't make any huge decisions in your 20s and make yeah, those decisions right. in your 30s and i the way i heard that is I fucked up multiple times and things have happened multiple times and we live and we learn and th thank goodness you and I are people who can pivot, right? We're not defined by who we were in these moments of whether it was lack or hurting or just making mistakes or like thinking, not thinking clearly. But while I don't know a lot, I know more than what I did. And at 37, sure. similar to you, you can wrap your head around that. Oh, I don't need to destroy myself and stress myself out every single day and i can go to yeah. bed at night and wake up and live a happy life it's well it's weird when you can look back 10, 10 years right yeah that's awesome yeah um you, well, it was you an important trying... lesson right it's yeah it's an important lesson it's just that like one the sun's gonna rise tomorrow and no one like the world doesn't care about your feelings so like you need to put that in perspective and when i was going through that period where you know i probably shared that parable for my aunt is just like life is going to move on and there's better ways to handle it than getting your blood pressure real high and getting stressed out. As you get older and more mature, you can think through those problems and those scenarios and you're just probably a better person when you're calmer as opposed to thinking with emotion. It just, it's, it's a sign of is when you start thinking from emotion. And when you said it's not, that's right. Said from a guy who's probably before. Right. Most people are based on, and I just did a talk on this the other day. Most people are basing all of their decisions on emotions because that's what triggers like who they believe that they are in their identity versus thinking logically yeah. on the situation and forward thinking of what they could do. They never think about who they want to be and act like that person. They base everything off what has happened. And then that just spirals. And then one day they wake up and they're like, how did I get here? <laughs> the little right. decisions it's along a, it's the a, way. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of little decisions. And, and I guess it's a good segment into fitness we were talking last week about crossfit dying and the affiliate model of dying and people just don't have the patience to see the road and you didn't get fat from one slice of pizza you got fat from all the slices of pizza right, right. You know, you're not going to get fit from one workout and you got to lose it you know whether it be weight or whatever you're dealing with the same way you gained it and it's usually very slowly and people spend a lot of time breaking their body and breaking their mind over the long term and think that they're going to get two weeks of fitness and look like a professional athlete. And it's just not the case. And, and gaining it, gain, gain, we want to talk about weight gain or losing your fitness or everything is slow. Nothing happens in one shot and it, there's no quick fixes. Whether you want to talk about it, Zempic, like that's a, that's no, it's not going to work. And it's not a long-term fix. And so you have to lose it the way you gained it. And then it's usually slowly and it's usually with patience and, if you don't have the foresight and the want, and this is up to the mind, right? if you're not strong enough to go on the journey, then what are you really doing, right? You're just, you're telling yourself a lie. And ultimately lying to yourself is like the worst thing you can do. Yeah. You're setting an unrealistic ex expectation 
for what you're going into, right? A journey that has a lot of unknowns. And you said a couple of things there. And I'll ask you from your perspective as a gym owner and then your perspective looking back. I think, do you think that the gyms, the CrossFit gyms specifically, for the ones that you've been to, because there are so many of them now, I don't have the exact sure, number, yeah. but are guilty to fill their gyms and speak that narrative to clients that this will be a fast fix? In my experience, I've never seen anyone try to sell a quick fix. If you want to go back to 2017, 2018, when we were doing it and, and six-week challenges, we were talking about six weeks, right? That's a time commitment. And we saw a lot of attrition because people just couldn't build a habit over right. two weeks and we let them slip. And you can only take so, many, so much responsibility for your clients. And we use the gym that I'm at now. And what I think people come to the affiliate for, and the reason why I don't know if the affiliate said is that they come for the fitness and they stay for the community. And people come and think they're going to lose all this weight and be this inflate and it's going to fix their problems. What it really does is really fill a hole. And you can get taken in by the community. And what we built at LAB was a really good example of where I'm at now at Octane is a really good example. Like my friends in Phoenix are my gym buddies. And it has nothing to do with how much Tyler deadlifts or how much Dalton push presses. It has to do with, hey, we're going to be in this space together for an hour every day. We're going to have a shared pain and a shared experience. And this workout's going to hurt, but we're going to, we don't care what the clock says on like who wins or who loses. That's not important for psyche anymore but we're gonna do the fist bumps and say good job and bitch and moan that it was spicy or it was too fast or the bar was loaded whatever the, the complaint is at the moment but the reality is we're buying that shared experience and i think that's why the affiliate model still has legs and if people can get the the part of hey i'm not going to get fit in the first two weeks of crossfit and they start making their friends i think that's where the affiliate model really shines and that's what worked for us if you remember over the gyms that we had, like they had these little silos. And at first I was like a little skeptical. I thought that was going to break the model. But the reality was that was the group was that people were friends. They would show up. Like we had a two o'clock PM class in the middle of a rundown Williamsburg and it was full. And it was just every because day. those every day because those guys were friends and they liked throwing down together and people were changing their schedules to make sure they came to the gym. None of them are professional athletes, right? But they're all still doing CrossFit seven, eight years later, right? And that know. And so that, that validates the model for me is that you can come and get your community. And that's where other gyms, whether it be Orange Theory, F45, Cycle Bar, they lack because you're in a dark room, lights are off, not, there's no real coaching happening, and you're just in the same space. You're not sharing the experience. And I think that's where the affiliate model probably excels versus a big box gym or another type of model. Yeah, if done well. There are, there are plenty who do not. Sure. And I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, more so. toxic environments. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And I, I like with what, everything you're saying, this is, especially now, we're every day we're further and further away from the pandemic and COVID and being on lockdown. And this is an opportunity to bring people together. And while I, and I see it firsthand running an online company that people don't want to be on Zoom calls anymore. They don't, they don't yeah. want to show up to the Zoom workouts anymore. So if you yeah. have the opportunity to do things in person, like I would lean into that fully make that a part of your culture do things yeah. more regularly put it on the marketing calendar talk about it with new members and that was a thing when we were interviewing people in front of class purposefully 
their biggest right. fear was like, oh, what are people going to think when they see me? And I was like, can you take a look at this classroom right now? Does anybody have time to look around? They just know that people are doing what they're doing. And at the end, everybody's high-fiving and hugging and laughing. And then they go on with their day and they come back and do it again. And they were like, oh, sure. I, I yeah. see that now. But again, like yeah. getting out of your own way is part of it, being breaking a part of the culture. It's another part of it. And the last part is really own and like being okay with that patient narrative in a world of instant gratification. Like you got to push the long-term success. Yeah. I, nothing in life ever comes quickly. Like I, I can't think of anything in terms of that comes quickly. And the reality is that people are looking for instant gratification. Maybe that's a, that's a, that's a we can't believe. It. And then they go to Ezempic and lose a bunch of weight, have one slice of pizza when they and all gain all their weight back and then they come see us. Yeah. There's either, always Yeah. Either either way, there I feel like the, the funnel leads there and it's to fitness and wellness. And some people just have a longer path to finding it. Yeah, and to each his own and everybody's journey is gonna look a little bit different. And there's always been a like a an Ozempic a version of it. Yeah. Whether it yeah. could be some crazy fad diet or a pill or a supplement, like people would it was all the rage and this is now and there will always be something else. And I, I've seen firsthand family members go and get surgery before they even decide to take care of themselves or give an attempt. And that stems from not knowing. I would imagine there's a fear behind it, embarrassment, the inability to or even just the physicians are saying like you need this. I saw an interesting post. One of the guys I follow online, he posted some meme and it was like if a doctor is asking, if a doctor prescribes you medicine before asking about your sleep, nutrition, fitness, all your work habits, then he's not a doctor, he's a drug dealer. And as a son of a physician, like that one hit me. And I was like, huh, that's right. And I, I look at my own father who had a triple bypass in 2019, you remember? And I came home for Thanksgiving and we had a fight because he's eating a piece of pie. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I was like, if you were your own patient, the first thing you would prescribe would be diet and exercise for heart disease. The first thing, right? It wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a, a nitroglyceride to get the blood flow. Your, it wouldn't be a blood pressure medicine. It wouldn't be any of that, right? It would be go get 10,000 steps and maybe eat some broccoli, right? And you would start there, right? And it, it's actually the same as what Greg Glassman used to say. He's like, you want to start to get fit? You got to break the glycemic chain and it's squats and, and broccoli. And that was his boiled down solid. Um, and so well, when I think about it in that lens, it's, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And there, there's a lot to it. And, and the, the, what I'm hearing is that it's more simple than people make it out to be in their minds and the physicians make it out to be in the office. And I have no personal experience with it, just stories and people who have told sure, me yeah. with their, about their experiences. But anytime someone comes in to our four digital walls, I'm going to assess your stress. And I'm no physician, right? I have no degrees right. in that. But I know that we carry a lot of stress, as we just spoke about, from our 20s into our 30s and our 30s into our 40s. Right. And it doesn't go away unless we start to address it. So where is that coming from? Whether it be diet or lifestyle or what we put on our skin or our emotional stress, mindset stress, what, what are we holding on to that we need to release? So we just make a list of what's primary, secondary, tertiary, and we start there to lower cortisol in the body, to decrease inflammation in the body, get you walking, get you moving. We don't want you to train 100% on day one because what's going to happen? You're going to crash and you're going to burn. And they come in and they're like, wait, I, I don't have to do this crazy workout for 30 days? And I'm like, no, motherfucker. Like, you haven't done anything in five, 10 years. We're just going to get you moving and breathing first. That's right. And they're like, wait, that works? And I'm like, 
Yes, it does work. But speaking about diet, I'm curious, I'm going to pivot here for a second, going off of Greg Glassman's theory and the, you know, the CrossFit methodology, which I do appreciate. It's a very well-written yeah. essay. And I think that everybody should go and would benefit from, I don't want to should on anybody, but would benefit from digesting that and thinking about it. Um, sure, yeah. Are you still doing the carnivore diet? I know you started that this yeah, year. Yeah. So talk to me about your experience with that, because that's a hot topic now and you've had some success. So I want to yeah. hear about it. Yeah. So in October, I was doing some deadlifts in a workout, not heavy. It was 185 pounds. So you put in perspective, that could be heavy for a lot of people. But for me, that was a pretty normal loading. And I got these like blinding headaches and like it was like a tension headache that came up from my traps and wrapped my brain and like then it wouldn't go away and i just had a headache for months and got all the scans and doctors couldn't tell me what it was they're like try this migraine medicine i'm like you're getting now you're guessing like you're guessing because you don't know and that's okay and i appreciate you trying to help me and i went down this rabbit hole of thinking about elimination diets and what could be causing a headache and one of those things that causes headache is like inflammation and tightness and, and all that stuff and i had thought my diet was pretty clean like maybe 80 percent, 90 percent clean and maybe some excess carbohydrates on the weekends and, and sugar because i'm a human and go down this rabbit hole find carnivore listen to the joe rogan episodes with john baker and it makes like a lot of it made sense and i'm like not really worried about the things that Traditional medicine tells me that they didn't study it long enough. You're going to have too much salt in your blood, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you guys told me sugar was good for me and salt was bad and that paradigm. Off. So anyways, coming off of Christmas, I was with Kate, my fiance's family. And as soon as I landed, I'm like, why wait to the new year? I can just start now because I'm not a very patient person. So I started on December 27th and dove right in. Didn't know no like walking in period i just head first because i don't know yeah <laughs> I was like, because I, I didn't know how to like dip my toe into this and so i've been on it since with maybe the exception of the night we got engaged we had a little bit of dessert and i had a french fry and on that it's been great from a statistics standpoint i'm down as of this morning down 11 pounds off my high but that's just a number i don't i'm not attributing that i'm just i look in the mirror and i look less swollen my abdominals are coming back which is an exciting vanity piece but the real exciting part is I've essentially not needed coffee throughout the day. Like when my body is in ketosis, like my energy levels are just really high. My sleep is unbelievably better. Like I, I track it on whoop and REM and deep sleep have, have gone up. And my aches and pains, like the general stuff that I was feeling in my 30s, like if I did too many rope lines, like my elbows would ache or if I squatted too much, my knees would bother me. All that went away. And there's something to be said about taking the inflammatory stuff out of your diet and feeling good, right? That's, it seems really simple. It was just, it's just hard to do. And the first 10 days were tough. I had carbohydrate cravings. Apparently there's like enzymes in your stomach that feed off of sugars and they send signals to your brain that say, Hey, you're hungry. You need these things. And I learned to ignore them because I would just put down like a pound of chicken. I'm like, I'm not hungry, but my brain says I'm hungry. It's absurd. I'm very full. And so the mental fortitude piece came with it. And I'm just like, once I got over that and I wasn't craving sugar, I wasn't craving carbs. I was just feeling good. And I thought I was going to stop after a month and just start reintroducing things. But I'm like, this is the best I've felt in years. And like, why would I, why am I messing with it? And I 
I don't need to, I don't need to mess with it. I like the food that I'm eating. I'm not bored with it. And so I'm just going to stick with it for a while. And I, if I mess up and I have a slice of pizza this weekend because my friends are in town, okay, I, I restart tomorrow. And it's not the end of the world. I just can't have two bad days. But I haven't slipped yet. I haven't felt this good in a long time. And I, I, there's no reason for me to stop. Yeah, there's so many things that you're saying. Like one, you said it's a little vanity piece, but let's not throw that under the rug. Everybody wants to look better naked. And that's a good thing to think on. Yeah. The health benefits aside, it's not, it's, and, and what you're saying, and I think what people need to hear more of is just, it's not about the number on the scale. Like you didn't go into this to, for weight loss. No, it was, that wasn't you know, the plan. It was to get my headaches to go away. Yeah function so you can yeah. be cognitively sound throughout the course of the day and not have to yeah. worry about these things when you're training and sure we were talking about this yesterday your training might look and feel a little bit different your strength is going to go up your glycolytic yeah. energy system is going to probably uh, level off or be tough in longer sessions but your aerobic work is going to be through the roof as well which you've shared yep. with me multiple times and i know you don't like running and you've been able to oh, okay. maintain that and yeah. develop it over yeah. the last couple of months hey. And again, I've never done it, right? Chris, who works with me, he just did it yep. for the month of January. He had some similar thoughts after he had accomplished it. And he looks great too, aesthetically, yep. right? Yes. Like super lean. And I just want everybody to know like these diets is just taking away a type of food, a certain amount of time or how much you eat and when you eat, right? So what we're doing is finding out what works for the ind individual. So you're yep. finding, you didn't know, or you're like, oh, three, two, one, fuck it. Let me jump in and see if this works. And you understand it doesn't may not need to be a forever thing, but if it is working for you and you get your blood work done regularly and everything looks good, keep doing it. It doesn't have yep. to change. That's another thing. People are like, oh, I did this for a month. What can I do now? I'm like, the same thing. We're not, <laughs> things are going well. Let's keep going. It's, it's an interesting point, right? Diets, I don't think work. I think lifestyle can And if I learned anything, it was like, okay, I need to put protein first, always fill up on my protein. And then if I need to add carbohydrates, if I'm I'm still full, if I'm not full, right, then I can go to the vegetables and starches. I haven't had to cross that bridge yet, but I'm, it, it will happen soon. Like I'm, not swear, I'm not saying I'm going to swear on vegetables forever. And the second part is the success begets itself. And I think I glanced over that piece, which was I was feeling better. So my performance in the gym was better. And so fitness got better and I feel better. And it's like that, this big circle that, that continues. And, when I come out of the gym after a good workout, there's no better feeling. You're like, wow, I feel great. Like I don't feel beat up. I just, and I train an hour a day. I don't, I do, I go to my CrossFit gym. I, we do like a strength piece and we do a conditioning piece. I'm there in and out. And when I leave and I feel good, there's nothing better to start my day with. And my energy's high all day. My recovery is really good. And, and so when I fall into that circle of just feeling good, I don't want to, break it like i don't want to do anything like to feel bad and that even includes like maybe having a whiskey at the end of the night because i know that like if i have whiskey i may wake up at three o'clock and went to use the bathroom and i'm not going to be able to go to sleep for an extra hour so i just just don't do it because i just understand the consequence and these lessons are we're hurting we're tough but like you have the mental fortitude to do it then you can shower in that success and that's what i learned for myself was like okay like Mentally, I still got it. That was the big win. And yeah, the vanity is nice and the fitness is nice, but also proving myself that I'm mentally strong enough to just stick with something for that long and make that kind of lifestyle change. It felt great. Do you have any, now that you've done this and you're seeing results, right? Like when it comes to this, 
mental fortitude, do you have any goals that you're working towards when it comes to your health and fitness? Or is it just more of a, I like where I'm at right now compared to what I, where I was before stress, like training longer hours throughout the day. And this is a different part of your life because we talk about goals all the time, but I'd love to know what your take is on it because you're talking about mental toughness and where did like, where do you look towards to make sure that you're staying disciplined in these actions? Yeah, I, I don't actually have any in the gym goals, as I would say. The results that I'm getting are surprising me every day. And whether it be I hit a one rep max bench press at 37 years old on Monday, that blew my freaking brain. I was like, I've never even come close to these weights before. This is nuts. Well, we had a big squat day on Wednesday, and I was like, or Tuesday, and I was like really pumped about it. They're nowhere near my all time high, but like really excited that I did it. And then forget the strength piece. But now that I'm lighter, my gymnastics is, is easier. I'm, I was never really a big bar muscle up guy, but now I'm, it's like my favorite thing to do in the gym and I love them and just feeling good and being able to push that limit to saying, Hey, I may be a little bit older, but I still have some of that fitness from 10 years ago. And let me dip into that cup and kind of push it a little bit it has felt really good. And, and for me, it's more of a, Hey, do you still have the want or ability to hit the gas? And that went away for a long time. And I didn't have the desire to go full dummy, as Sean Sweeney would say, or just black out. And that was never really my thing when we were throwing down, but I always had the ability to like reach down and, and get something a little extra. And that desire to want to go there has not been there in a long time. And I would say over the last two, three weeks, I've been able to like summon something else and find another gear. And that's been exciting for me. And so keeping the gym fun and exciting is the goal. Like in, when we talk about overall fitness, if we're talking about weight, like I'm at 214 right now. This is probably the lightest I've been in a long time. If I lost another four pounds, great. If I don't, whatever. Like I love the way right. I look and feel good. And it's all working for me right now. And so I haven't really set what the the next thing is. I, the next big workout is going to be Murph and, and Marley. And I'm like, well, remember when we did it like sub 40 a couple of years ago? And I'm like, we're not, not touching that again. Yeah, I'm <laughs> cool if I just do it. I'm like, oh, I did. It took me an hour. Right. I'm fine with that. <laughs> so I think what's next for me is I'm going to put the vest back and probably put some miles on the tires and remind myself, okay, like, you do have that two-mile run coming up. Maybe we start to, to do that a couple of times a week. Yep. Um, the gymnastics will be there that I'm not too concerned about. Um, but I think maybe that's probably next in terms of goals is to maybe keep maybe two 830 miles in the bank for Murph. And that would feel really good considering last May, last March I competed and I ran like an all out mile and it was like 745 and I almost died. Nowhere near my top mile time. But Did you hit like a big clean complex after that too? Or? Yeah, I hit a, two, <laughs> a 285 clean complex because I was just so toast. But it was one of those, hey, are you going to warm up? I was like, oh, I'm warm. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, I think that's doing workouts like that every year is a good test of your fitness, not in the sense of I can do better, but like I can still do this. And that's the difference between now and 10 years ago uh, for you and I. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, yeah, you were never the one to like black out. You always had me on the longer workouts and I was like, fuck it, two minutes. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go die right now. That's right. Um, That's why we, we're a good team. (laughs) We balance each other out. Um, Awesome. I think what I'm hearing with all of this is, Having goals is great, but if you don't, it's okay to have 
your lifestyle fit into the collective lifestyle, right? Like your, your fitness lifestyle fit into what it is that you're doing every single day. Like you just got engaged. Congratulations on that. I'm so fucking yep. happy for you. I know both of you are. I can't wait for you guys to come out here so we can celebrate with you. And that's a part of your life right now, right? And okay, yep. moved out to Arizona and you have this job that you enjoy. You're going to the gym. You got your buddies out there. You're finding your, what, what I'm most impressed by is like keeping these positive habits, like for as long as you have. And it hasn't been that long, but it's just something that I haven't heard you be so engaged with that. And I think what I'm hearing is that you're seeing the benefits carry over from these disciplinary actions in your health to other parts of your life. And you're not trying to fill that void, that gap with instant gratification, temporary moments, which will yield growth over time, like that consolidated interest of doing the right thing for you will lead you to live the life that you want to live, which is awesome. Yeah. No, and it's like a it's like a savings account, right? Um, you know, I put X amount of dollars away every week. It doesn't feel good when it's not in my checking account because I can't go spend it. But it's nice at the end of the year when there's a big pot of money for your retirement. Yeah, and that's what kind of how I feel right now is that maybe I don't have a a numerical or a I don't know, a real tangible goal, but for me, the goal is feeling good. And I didn't realize I was, I was feeling bad until like you realize, like you had that moment. Oh, I feel bad. for me it was that. And it was chalking up my knees hurting or achiness or sluggishness to just getting older. And like, you've been working out hard for a long time. And there's an accumulation. And then I realized, I was like, I don't think that's it, right? Like, I don't think what I'm doing is actually breaking down my body. Um, I think there's something else. And there's got to be a, a time where like this, the switch flips and you're just like, oh, am I going to do something about it? Or I'm just going to bitch. And I did my bitching. And I was like, you run out of that, that, that time and that space where, like, not only your friends not want to hear it, but like, you don't want to hear it either. And, and you need to tell yourself the truth, right? That's like the most important thing is just being truthful, whether to be to yourself or in relationships or whoever. Telling yourself the truth is the, the best thing you could possibly do, regardless of how much it hurts or what the outcome is. That's so easily said. I would love to know the moment. If you can remember where you were like, all right, fuck this. Like I gotta make a, I, I gotta make a change. Puppies up. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Wilson's <laughs> up, yeah. Yeah, um, right. yeah. And it was when they pers- when all the scans came back clean. So I had a real moment and they had aneurysm and embolism going. Like it was scary, like not knowing why my head hurt and not being able to touch a bar. Doing everything at seventy five percent. I was like, This is my life now. I'm gonna have to live forever. And it sucks. And the doctor was like, we don't know what it is. And we did the reflex test and I called it neurologically, it was fine. And when she was like, I'm gonna, we're gonna try this medicine. And I was like, wrong answer. That's, that was the moment. I was just like, I don't wanna try, I don't wanna try medicine. I wanna be on a pill for the rest of my life. Pharmaceuticals at me, let's solve the problem, let's figure it out. And she was, you know, kind and, and all that stuff, but she was going through her training, right? She was going through a protocol and none of her protocol asked about alcohol, movement, nutrition. And so I was just like, oh, maybe I should think about that. Maybe I need to stop drinking as much as I did on the weekends, whether it be like for Sunday football. And I wasn't drinking a lot. I wasn't drinking during the week, but Sunday I would have a a few beers. I was like, maybe I need to cut that out. And then the second part was like, maybe I'm inflamed, right? Maybe I have, maybe I'm not eating maybe I'm eating more carbs than I'm actually giving myself credit for. And I'm not, and I'm maybe I, maybe the intolerance, it's not an intolerance. I'm just eating too much of it. 
So for me, it was like that drive home was like really quiet. Didn't have any podcasts or any music on. I was just like, what are we going to do? Because this is not a sustainable. I'm not picking up this prescription just to take it all the time. I'll take it in the interim and see if it works short term, but we need a long term fix. I'm not looking for a band aid. I'm looking for a solution. And for me, that's when the switch flipped. And when you make that kind of decision and you get the results that you're looking for, there's no better feeling, right? You're like, oh, I made the right choice. And I'm, and it gives you the, the leash to continue to make the right choice into perpetuity. And it was a, it was a tough you know, realization of being like, oh, hey man, the reason you don't have abs is not because you're 37. It's because you're having like an extra protein bar and maybe you're having like too much rice at, at lunch and you had that car, you had carbs at dinner and you're not digesting it. There's a few different things. And I'm just like, not, let me just turn all the dials down and the protein dial up and let's see what happens. And if yeah. it doesn't work, what did I lose? A month of, of eating pizza? There will always be pizza and beer. So we can, it's you know. not going anywhere. Right? Yeah. And again, I think it's what I want people to understand is that when you have these talks with yourself, it's you get curious, right? Don't just yeah. take information and be like, oh, this is it, right? From a doctor or reading a book or watching a show or seeing a documentary or some post on the internet, just go be curious about it. Because if we're yeah. not curious about it, we're just going to live by what other people are saying. And sure, like you could have done this and you could have felt worse, right? But yeah. the fact is that you decided and you tried something and it did work out for the better, right? Now I know there's going to be a Go for it. I've tried, I've, I've tried things that didn't work. It didn't work for me for you know a, a few reasons. One, like wasn't as disciplined tracking my food, right? sloppy with it and lazy with it. Um, I wasn't realistic in my calorie cut, like from like where I wanted to be to I wasn't taking incremental steps. Um, and at the end of the day, you're, I was I, I look back at it and like this pal. I'm the lunchman. It's me. Like I, I screwed this up. I messed this up. I needed to do better. And if I followed the plan, I would have won. But I didn't follow the plan, so now I need to follow the plan. Yeah, and, and yeah, finding the plan, finding the plan that works for you is going to take time. That's the other part of it. What works for right. someone else? I don't love tracking macros. I just do it because I know that I'm going to be fucking honest with myself. And if I eat something that doesn't look good, I'm gonna be like, motherfucker, damn it, come on now, yeah, figure this yeah. out. So that's what works for me. And I've, I didn't, like I said, I didn't do the, the carnivore thing, but I'm doing carb cycling for the first time for, since cool. January 1st. And I have three low carb days followed by one high carb day. And I'm down eight pounds since the first of the year. And it's, oh, okay. I, it was really hard for me to step away from the, I need carbohydrates to do the type of training that I do. I train an hour a day now. I'm not doing anything where I need that many carbohydrates. I don't need 400 carbohydrates a day anymore. Right? right. There was the time when we were training two, three hours a day, double sure. sessions, getting shit done. But like I'm in and I'm out. Like you, like you said, strength, conditioning, some accessory work, some skill work. Yep. I'm gone. I have like less than 100 grams of carbohydrates three days. And then I bump it up to 300 grams of carbohydrates on the fourth day. And I'm like, oh, my body is using this energy and it's not storing it. So there's no extra water weight and there's less inflammation in the body because it's not having all these carbs throughout the rest of the day. And I was like, huh. Maybe I yeah. should listen more and be more curious early on more things because I'm like, I can, and the thing about this is I can do this forever. Yeah. I can, I don't drink beer, but like I can have a cider, I can have bourbon, I can like have dessert, I can make it work, I can be flexible, but it's yeah. really just like meat and fruit and 
vegetables. And I'm like, okay, this feels awesome. So everybody's got to find what works for them. And that's trial and error. And I'm glad that you did. I really am because there, you were going through it for a while. And if you were going to come back and ask me one more time what to do, I'd be like, motherfucker, did you do what I tell you to do this? <laughs> it's the truth. And, but you're one of my friends that will tell me the truth no matter what, no matter how hard, no matter how hard the truth is to say that that's the only way. The only way is to tell you the truth. There's no, whatever, it's the best possible outcome. There's lying never worked. Bullshitting never worked. Being around the bush never worked. And part of why we've gotten along for so well, so well for so long, is that we just, we don't need to lie to each other, right? We love each other and we know that there's probably nothing you can say that's going to hurt me to the point where I can't take it and, and vice versa. But that's the truth when it comes to, to this diet stuff too, is you need to be curious. You need to tell yourself the truth and you, you need to find what works for you, but you need to be honest with yourself. That's the, it's, are you going to hold yourself to this and hold yourself accountable? A lot of people can't. And I was talking to the owner of my gym, George, you, you've met him. Yeah. And he's like, why do you think people won't do this with you? And I was like, because it's hard. It's just hard. And and that's it. And people just don't want to do hard things. And I get it. And they're going to be weak-minded and they're not going to see the results they want. And, and that's okay. That's not my journey. It's not my path. And it's, you, really, it's for them to figure out. Do you think that with your gym or other gyms, like it's, there's in it, their routine, right? They become comfortable with their routine that if you were to run like a challenge at your gym, when it comes to nutrition for a short period, let's say six weeks, right? Like we've seen results and I'm running a six week challenge right now. And I just got off the phone with somebody yesterday who's down 4% body fat (laughs) five weeks into the year. And I'm like, Oh, look, you ate more food and you trained a different way and it's working. So do you think that it's that diet, that nutrition lifestyle that you're living, that is what's hard in their mind or just adjusting anything compared to what they're doing right now? It's the adjustment, right? And it's making the right, it's hard to make the right choice all day. And that's what's tough, right? People can be really good at breakfast. They can be really good at lunch. Can they be really good at dinner? People just like, they don't, they get worn down whether it's the monotony of it, whether it's the, however you want to put it, but they, they lose themselves because it's challenging. It's not easy, right? Processed food is easy to eat and it's easy to overeat. And you know, eating clean and, and sticking to a diet, does, it takes some time, right? Like it takes some discipline and it's, it can be expensive too. Like We were just know, talking like, about that this morning. I'm like, yeah. how are we out of food again? <laughs> right. I went to Costco last week. It was like $300 a meat. I'm like, what? Like, it's crazy. And that's just like me. Like, Kate participates in some Oh, man, I'm putting down a lot of chicken, a lot of ground beef, a lot of ground pork. But people are, they're used to, they're, they're creatures of habit. And you know, yeah. it's, it's amazing that we, we have a, a getting them, getting people to come to the gym every day is one thing. And now you're, you're asking anything in other things. It's a, I think it's a tough sell. You've been really good at selling it. I think that most affiliate owners aren't. 
Sure. And that's what, that's where my head goes. I was like, I would love to come out to your gym and run a seminar, a weekend seminar, because what Chris and I do now is we run a fuel for fitness seminar where we come in and we talk about how to eat different types of foods, protein, carbs, and fats. And we'll do level one style where we'll break down what it is that we eat and then what that does to the body. And as we're digesting it, then we'll go and we'll train in a specific way based on the type of food that we eat. And then we'll cycle through that in a one or two day section. So people can actually understand the benefits of when to eat carbs, when to eat fats, what protein does in the body because there are gyms out there like yours where people actually give a shit about their performance yes the community and all of that but oh if we can just level up a little bit with the open coming up and people wanting to they're them accepting 20 they're collecting a paycheck and sending 25 percent of everybody to the quarterfinals now whole another topic we'll save that for next time um but i think there's a lot to it where we can you know change how people understand food and then they can eat the same things and then just change when they eat it which would still yield positive results instead of like, hey look, eat this exact meal plan so there, there's that and that would get me out there to actually go to the the spa and kind of check that place out too so yeah. we'll set that up <laughs> yeah we will we will that's great man i would love for you guys to come out Awesome, dude. Look, I think, I mean, we covered a lot today and yeah, I, we, we can keep this conversation going, I'm sure, but I'd rather put a pin in it and come back and like Great. let people comment and share this below because if you guys enjoyed this, please post this on your social media. All thing, only thing I ask you to do is subscribe. If we left any information that you found valuable today, Jared will be back. We will have more conversations. We have a lot that we want to chat on, but Jared, where can people find you uh, on social? Uh, just on the Instagram at Jared underscore S underscore Stein. If you need me, that's where to find me. Yeah, follow along. He's got a journey right now. He's doing his thing and he's just kicking ass, taking names. 10 years of doing, 10 plus years of doing this. I would say we, yeah, we started in 2011 too, right? Like CrossFit, yeah. like you were in the bro gym doing Fran, like me and all yeah. that. So we've come a, we've right. come a long way. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if we're any better, but we've come a long way. Um, yeah. Awesome, dude. Thanks for coming on today and have an awesome day at work and say what's up to Kate for me. Congrats again well, on the engagement and I'll we'll talk to you later, brother. Sounds good, bro. All right. See ya. Yeah.